Blog Talk Radio. Ray and Tay today. Yes, Sports Radio's on, talking sports with friends, and you know we got it on from the NFL to the NBA, MLB and college who do it all day, college football, we know who's number one, understand, on the phones, you know we get it done, so call in 718-664-9098 and we'll give you more. Hello, hello, and welcome to the late night edition of the show. You're listening to Ray and Tay today, and I'm Ray, tall Rayside. And I'm Tay, Eric Taylor, and it's a late Friday, so let's do it our way. Join us. Let's talk some sports, 718-664-9098. Always, we're social, we're everywhere. Tweet at us at Ray and Tay today. And, you know, today at gmail.com, you want to show us your, your Heisman picks or your top five NFL tight ends of all time. Let's get into it, Ray. We got some hot stuff, a little bit of NBA, but the Heisman. I'm going to shoot at it first, and I'm going to just tell you, for me, it's only Lamar. I guess the question is the order of the other gentlemen that are actually invited and showing up to New York. So for me, I like Lamar Jackson from Louisville, because like Tim Brown, who lost his last two games, LeBron, Le- Lamar, I'm about to call him LeBron, he played like LeBron, right? Him losing his last two games, Ray, that's not enough. He still was so much better. So then I'll go Baker Mayfield, Deshaun Watson. I got to go D.D. Westbrook. You know, and you could throw in P. Ryan and Nixon with them because the whole Oklahoma offense should be there, right? And then number five, Jabril, Jabril Peppers, who, you know, a little bit of special teams, a little bit of offense, corn, you know, defense. He just, you know, he's, he should be – him and Didi are lucky they're invited. What's your five? Who you got for your Heisman, Ray? I can't disagree with anything you said. The only thing I will say is whether you think that Deshaun Watson, who was the runner-up last year, who was the best player on the field in the national championship game, can move up to number two. I don't think anybody can take Lamar Jackson as number one. The only person you could possibly put on a number one pedestal would be somebody on an undefeated Alabama team. I mean, other than that, everybody's got Nobody a got invited. two on the record. Yeah, exactly. So, so in that <laughs> respect, you can't knock him for losing his last two games. I mean, he's been the most outstanding individual in college football all year, and yet bad timing to lose your last two. But uh, nobody else, unless you're telling me Jalen Hurts, you know, nobody else can – can compete. So I just have Deshaun Watson probably just because he did it under the spotlight with all the pressure and you know he, and the he one just loss. has only yeah. one loss exactly and and uh, Oklahoma. But let me ask you this real quick: Is it an insult that Jake Browning with his stats and number four Washington is not there, or an insult that no one from Bama and I guess you would take Jalen Hurts that they're not there? That those two guys, quarterbacks of number one and number four, are not there at the Heisman. And you got two guys from Oklahoma. Yeah, I mean, look, D.D. Westbrook is one guy that you would say is interesting. I actually like the fact that a defender is there. So so philosophically, I'm cool with that because offense always dominates the Heisman Trophy. It hasn't been since Charles Woodson, the only guy to ever win on the primary defensive player. So I'm okay with that. Um, 
can you expand the field? Yeah, but then these cats don't have a realistic chance of winning. So I'm okay oh, yeah, with no. this. I, I, I don't mind it being five. I don't want more. I'm just wondering if you would switch out to, or you know, is an insult that those two weren't invited. And maybe yeah, they I mean, figure it is like a close call. Who do next you year? drop? Yeah. Who do you drop? Didi? I mean, do you drop Pepper. Jabril yeah. Peppers? It's close. It's close. I think he he got a lot of hype early. He didn't dominate in the Ohio State game. You know what I mean? And or the last two games. So yeah, you could say I he had know. a very good season, not a Heisman season. Yeah. No, no, definitely. So let's keep it moving, man. Um, hot stove. So the winter meetings have ended. There still might be some more White Sox moves, and you still, you know, hear grumblings, and now McCutcheon might not get traded. But overall, with Chapman going back to the Yankees, Dexter Fowler to the Cardinals, Chris Sale to the Red Sox, a couple, you know, other moves, the whole Solar and, um, and Wade Davis trade, give me a couple of winners or losers or just who do you think really improved their team in baseball? Well, look, you know, as Yankee fans, we love what the Yankees did. They dumped all the old guys, got some youth, and then brought Araldis Chapman back again. Now, did they pay him too much for too long? Probably. but Five for 86? You don't know, like that? I that was younger than Well, I'm okay with it. You know what? I'm okay with it. Uh, Miller and Batantis was a nice little crew, and then they added Chapman, and, you, and then you thought, well, is there a master plan in place? You know, getting rid of Miller, they must have known that Chapman was going to come back. Well, rented him out, got him back, so beautiful move. And got Chris, young studs in return. Ugh. Chris Dale was supposed to go to the Washington Nationals, ends up going to the Red Sox. So you got to think that they're just – Looking, oh, three so Cy Youngs, right? That's big. Yeah, that's absolutely. They need David Price to wake back up. Do you do you like that they're banking on you know when they move Travis Shaw? They got a nice pitcher from the Brewers, middle reliever. But do you like that they're banking on the Panda to rejuvenate his career back at third base, which I think he can do. What do you do? You, do you trust it? I don't trust it. No. I mean, he might, and and talk about a guy that's got playoff experience, World Series MVP, was the man in San Francisco. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'd like to see him come back. I hate a guy to, to end his career like that, but, but that's a lot of pressure on him to do that. Uh, so we'll see. The, the AL East, though, fascinating. Once again, you know, Tampa didn't make any big, big moves, but, you know, Baltimore's the un – you know the unsung hero of that division. They just—they've been the most consistent team probably the last five years. But Boston are they making mistakes about talking that smack about not signing Joey Bats because their fans don't like him? I mean, that's corny. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I mean, I Batista. I just have an issue with Batista with his age and, and the amount of money he wants. I guess in the in the American League you can live right. with it, right? He'll just DH. Uh, the of back end of that contract, but he wants big money because he feels like he was underpaid for so many years in Toronto. Probably well, was. A little I weary of him. Give him the fans. I would only saying. give him three years. No, no, no. But do you see Edwin and Carcion maybe going to the Indians, or you know who do you see scoop? Because I think if the Blue Jays don't bring back either one of them, that team's going to be in trouble, don't you think? Yeah, shame on them. Have. I mean, they had they had that killer threesome of Encarnacion, Bautista, and obviously the MVP in Donaldson, you break that up, I mean, they did get to Lewitsky last year or the year and a half ago in a trade, but 
that team goes from a heavy hitter team to just good, you know, offensively. So they they would have to pick up some serious pitching to make up for all that hitting they're losing. So that's scary to me. Uh, so I'm, I'm a little worried if I'm a Toronto Blue Jays fan. As yeah, I, I would definitely uh, say that you should be. So real quick, in the NBA, we'll get to this battle. It looks like the Rockets are going to hold on. We'll see what happens in waning seconds. But I want to talk to you about this week, some big games. LeBron going to the Garden, kind of, you know, maybe him and the Cavs shutting up Phil Jackson and stuff. But then Phil making comments about Melo. Is, do you think Phil's getting senile, or is he just thinking that he can still, from this new position, kind of talk ignorant smack and people are just going to accept it? And I think now he's finding that it's not happening. You know, and now you got Melo tweeting out in code about ego and different things. Why would he talk about him, you know, in the triangle and holding the, being a ball hog? I mean, that's your own player. I, I don't get Phil right now. I just... I never understood Phil Jackson. The one thing I do know is that when it's when you're winning, it's cute and innovative, and pushing the right buttons, giving everybody books to read, and being all zen. And when you lose, you look like a clown. So I I think it's as simple as that. Phil has always been Phil. A little bit beats to his. uh, Phil is like the Bill Walton of the NBA right now. Yeah, ornery beats to the beat of his Don't own Don't you feel drama. like he almost wants to just get booted from the Knicks and go back to the Lakers and be with I his I think fiance? he has an like, option. I think he has an option. Okay, after this and, year. Yeah, after this year. And he could, but, you know, it's hard to turn down whatever he's <laughs> making, what, $12, million dollars a year? Yeah, it's hard to turn that down. All right, it looks like the Rockets just beat OKC in OKC. To my man, I think he got his... Let's check these stats because this is what I, don't I was think waiting Harden for. Harden was now. one rebound away from a triple double, but Westbrook got yeah. his triple double. And that's seven in a row. So let's see what Russell put up. Um, your boy right now. 27, 10, and 10. Yes, 27, 10, and 10, Ray. That's, that's his seventh in a row. It ties Jordan. He's incredible. I mean, look, the Warriors this week, they play the Clippers. We both talked highly about the Clippers, and they put up a dud. And I've lost all faith in the Clippers. Honestly, I have. Mentally, they're just not going to ever get over this hump, right? And the Warriors, we both picked them to win. Surprisingly so, though, I think they're ahead of schedule in terms of what I was envisioning, the way that they would play and figure it out. Because they're such superior passers and unselfish, and it just it's amazing from Clay to his 60 to Durant to Curry to Draymond I mean you know they're averaging like 30 assists a game this team is on fire and they are you know they're not getting killed inside where teams should kill them and then the next on the back to back they beat Utah who's a pretty good team so where are you with the Warriors and are they just coming out Warriors come out to play are they just coming out to play too much for everybody well We've never seen anything like this. I mean, they're reinventing basketball, and they have two-and-a-half MVPs on that team. You know, if Clay Thompson was on a different team, he would – he'd be a big, big, big-time scorer. Now he's just a big-time scorer. Uh, and he defends, right? Two-way player, legitimate two-way player. I think in some ways it's good for the Golden State Warriors to have a little chip on their shoulders, to be a little bit of a villain, 
you know, instead of being that we're so friendly, we're so nice, you know, right. ha- have a little bit of a chip on your shoulder. Have people not like you. Ha- have Draymond Green, you know, get into scuffles and be the be the you know be the roughneck. So I think it's all good, and, and I think they're back in the finals. No, you know, no problems. And you know, frankly, look, anything can happen in a seven-game series. But if you had to right. ask me. I mean, I, I don't see the formula out there that's going to beat these guys. Uh, you know, totally Cleveland, right. I guess, is the only chance that they have, right? You put three superstars against three superstars, and you hope that your superstars are better. But, uh, you know, we'll see in June. But I can't see – I mean, every day that goes by, I can't see anything other than a Cavs-Warriors finals. Right, if both teams remain healthy, it's sure, going to be you can't three in a row. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, three in a row. But, you know, it still doesn't deter from a fascinating season. You know, like you said, we've got Harden and Westbrook, Anthony Davis. You know, over the summer we were crowning Carl Anthony Towns. But, uh-oh, DeMarcus Cousins is like, no, 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 I'm still the best center. He's dropping 29 and, like, 12 a game. I mean, you know, cats are balling. Anthony Davis is back and healthy. The Pelicans keep losing. But, you know, I was about to say, can just I just say great... those three guys, Oh, my God. And those three teams, Sacramento, New Orleans, and Minnesota, are terrible. Eight, seven, six wins. So what are they really doing? You know, I know the West is brutal, but but what's the – is that the – At least the the Pelicans, Drew Holiday, God bless him, because he was with his wife who had cancer, and they've had health issues. Minnesota has no excuse because they got the right coach. They got a ton of talent. They do need a veteran. Like, I I really felt that they should – get one they miss garnett but um you know it's an attitude you got to change because and they, they got to trade rubio you can't have rubio on chris dunn you're going to stun chris dunn's growth i truly believe that and rubio doesn't shoot or play great defense i mean he's a great passer and that's it so we'll see how that plays out listen let's get to the nfl man last night a little disturbing for fantasy owners of Carr and cooper not much there you felt like the raiders should have ran the ball a lot more murray played well but, Ray, to me, I'm, I'm still not a believer in Kansas City, although they, you know, jumped out to that lead and held on and won 21-13. But Derek Carr, with his bad finger, they still almost won the game, and he was the most inaccurate he's ever been in his life. And two things. One, I don't believe in Kansas City, but two, are the Raiders in trouble if this finger does not get better? Because I think they can't win if Derek Carr's not 100%. To be honest with you, of course uh, the the AFC playoffs are going to be too tough, and if they keep losing, they're not going to have a home game. Not that the Oakland Alameda County Coliseum is right. all that good. Well, now they're the five seeds, so yeah, they right. would go and to the Texans, which is not a, which you go is no from problem. One, with one loss, <laughs> you go from one to five in the AFC. Yeah. So I don't think they're yes, scared. You though. know what? They're not scared. They're all beatable. Uh, and the Raiders, if their offense is clicking, they could they could go on the road and beat anybody. So I think you're right. It comes down to health, and David Carr is going to be the key. I mean, look, Latavius Murray should have run the ball a little bit more. Uh, but, yeah. but what was more disappointing, though, is they got three turnovers. So the D did their job. They just couldn't convert. Oh, them, yeah. And you had two in a row for a minute there. Yeah. You hope it's a one-game slip, and that's it. Because, you know, I think they had a stat that said the Kansas City Chiefs 
had not had a minus three on the turnover differential and won a game since 1944. It's just not done. Yeah, that's that's just crazy. So let's move it on to some Sunday games. We got some some nice games to pick here. We got the Pittsburgh Steelers potentially in a two foot snowstorm in Buffalo, New York. Uh, Steelers are favored by one and a half over the Bills. Ray, I think the magic of the Bills is over. You see, they're starting to crumble. They're saying, you know, Rex Ryan. Oh, I don't know if Taylor's going, you know, done enough. If he'll be our quarterback. Are you kidding me? There's who else are you going to? Tyrod Taylor. They need to respect him because they've got a decent, if not better than average, quarterback who can still develop if you give him some freaking real wide receiver talent. Yeah, he's got great running backs, but how about, you know, Watkins got to stay healthy, but he needs more than Robert Woods and Charles Clay's inconsistent at tight end. So I'm all in on Tyrod Taylor. They're not going to get any better, so they better shut up. Um, in the snow, it's one of those weird things where it could be a total defensive battle or, like I say, the offensive guys know where they're going and the defense doesn't, so sometimes the snow can be an advantage. I'll say the Steelers win and cover 28-26. What you got? Yeah, I think the Steelers are going to have too much offense for the Buffalo Bills. Um, if this gets to a shootout, I don't know the Buffalo can match the Steelers. Now, whether – Look, Steelers play in bad weather all the time. They're they're uh, in one of those cities. I know. <laughs> the three rivers there, they get a lot of precipitation, so they'll be fine. They'll take their game on the road. Um, the one thing I will say, Le'Veon Bell, that little hesitation, stutter step move that he has, I don't know if that works in the snow. Uh, you it's gotta a battle of two of the two of the best backs this season, Bell and McCoy. Oof. Yeah, I got both are, of them on my fantasy team. Pretty they're awesome. having great years. So, yeah, I like Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh goes pretty easily. Uh, I'll say they win 27-20. The Broncos are favored half a point over the Tennessee Titans. This is my upset special of the week. Tennessee has got to win their division. Texans and Colts play each other, so this is the perfect opportunity, especially either one wins because they played the Texans the last week of the season. I think Tennessee gives Denver. They say Simeon's coming back, but he's not going to be healthy, and Paxton Lynch is, you know, whatever. And this offense and this team's been a little inconsistent. And I think off the bye week, Mariota and these guys, they can attack this Bronco defense because of the tight end. The wide receivers are getting better on the outside, but you need a tight end to attack Denver and their tricky running game. You'll see Murray and Henry and Mariota running. Tennessee wins 23-21 over the Broncos. Wow. I got to go with Denver on this one. I think that Denver, that defense, you know, they create the turnovers. Von Miller is a beast in the fourth quarter. He's on pace to get the record. He could do it. Yeah, and I just think that, uh, you know, as much as I like Mariota, I just think that in the fourth quarter, the Broncos are going to be able to pull off a turnover, take it down, score, and win the game. So I got the Broncos low-scoring game, relatively low-scoring game. I'll say Broncos win 23-20. Colts, Texans, I don't like either one of these teams, but it is for the AFC South division lead. Um, at the end of the day, I'm going to say that the, the Colts win. I wanted to pick the Texans, but they're not covering six and a half points. So I'll take them in a defensive battle. Uh, I guess not too much defenses, but I'll say 
26-24 Colts over the Texans. Andrew Luck has enough. Well, these two teams, you know, they should just take that playoff spot from the AFC South. Nobody in there deserves it. Uh, I'll say it's a close game, but you know what? I'll go with the Houston Texans. I'll say that they find a way to... Yeah, maybe maybe they find a way to win just because both of these teams are up and down. Nobody can put two, three straight good games together. So I'll go the other side. I'll say that your boys... Uh, I know you picked up Brock Osweiler in one of your leagues. Maybe he puts together a good game. You know, again, this one I don't have a lot of conviction in. But uh, I'll say that the Colts, you know, that they're still happy from that shellacking of the Jets and the Texans come in and keep it close and maybe pull out a little stunner, 28-27. Now we're going to Lambeau Field. Huge game for the Packers. Seahawks at Green Bay. No Earl Thomas, but Michael Bennett's back. Um, two and a half points. The Seahawks are favored. You know, Packers offense is looking like it's starting to go better. The only problem is, is that even though they have to adjust without Thomas, I think that they're good enough still in their secondary to stop these Packer wide receivers and their running game will keep Aaron off the field. The Packers defense has struggled this year. And, yeah, they were good last week, but it was in the snow against the Texans. So I think at the end of the day, the Seahawks win, and, you know, Russell and Aaron have their little issues with, you know, the whole God and non-God stuff. <laughs> but I think at the end of the day, Seattle, is Jimmy Graham's going to be a difference in this one, him and Doug Baldwin. So I'll take the Seahawks uh, 24-21. They cover that two-and-a-half-point spread. You know – it's easy to take the Seahawks, and they're the better team, and they're playing better. I just think the Packers, sometimes they get that extra spark in Lambeau Field. So I'll say the Packers hold serve here, keep their playoff hopes alive. Obviously, Detroit's the class of that division, but I'm going to say the Packers win, and I'll say they win a pretty close one, but come down and Aaron Rodgers scores a touchdown, and – they win, I'll say, 28-24. This is the NFC South. Maybe they're, you know, fight for the division game. Let's see how the Falcons do with the Rams. But I think Tampa hosting New Orleans. Um, Tampa's favored by two and a half. Jameis is on a roll. And I think it continues. They play well against the Saints, and I think at home they'll play better. Their defense is starting to get some confidence. Now, no one is really going to stop Drew Brees, but maybe they slow him down. But right now the Saints' defense, you know, they give up their yards and points. So a little bit of a shootout, but I'm going to say 30-27. to 27. Winston gets the, his senior, Mr. Drew Brees, and Tampa wins. Mike Evans has a field day. Thirty to twenty-seven bucks. Yeah, I gotta agree with you on this. I think the the, the Saints season is over. They're gonna check out like they did that season when Breeze had to sit out and and uh, the coaches were suspended. The the, the Norman stuff. Uh, I'll pick a score here. I'll say the Bucks. I'll say it's a close game, but I'll say it's a high-scoring game. I'll say thirty-one. 29 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 
Now, Sunday Night Football, you down with JPP? No, not Giants. He's out for the season. It's over. And I got to tell you, two and a half points, it's it's not enough. The Cowboys will take care. Giants not only didn't look good against Pittsburgh, but I think the Cowboys' defense, they're, they're, they're good enough to just maintain. They, they bend, but they're not, like, totally getting ripped apart. And the Giants receivers having issues. You're not throwing me the ball. I didn't get any pass attempts this week. No, I didn't get any. And it's just getting too much, too much whining and crying. And Eli is not clutch, you know. Now, we talk about those two Super Bowl runs, but besides that, he's really, I don't know. So I'm thinking the Cowboys take care of this one. I'll say 26-20 Cowboys, Dak, Dak, Zeke, and Dez. They get it done. So you realize the Cowboys lost their only losses by one point to the Giants week one. So yeah. the Cowboys and that was because of Terrence Williams. Terrence Williams messed that up number. Yeah. Um, look, they're not that good. They're not the, the 07 pa- Packers, uh, Patriots or, or the 72 Dolphins. But they're a good team. And you I think the Giants just keep What's that? swimming. Yeah, I said they just keep winning. They're like Dory, keep just winning. keep swimming, swimming. Yeah. So I think that they have too much for the Giants. Unless Odell Beckham puts up, you know, 150 and three touchdowns, uh, I think the Cowboys can pretty much keep the Giants within reach, and then Ezekiel Elliott in the fourth quarter just runs out the clock. So I like the Cowboys in a fairly close game, but I'll say 26-23 Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? Now, Monday show, we'll talk about the Patriots-Ravens, but that should be a good one. So we're going to end with our segment, Top 5. We haven't done it in a while, and we're going to do Top 5 tight ends of all time. I was a little inspired by the young, up-and-coming, wannabe new stud, Travis Kelsey, and maybe Jordan Reed playing this week, coming off of injuries, you know, questionable, maybe a game-time decision. Two great young tight ends. And we've got a bunch of guys who have balled out in their careers so let's give our top five. You want to go five to one or one to five? Either way. Let's go five to one. Let's go increase. Okay. Well, for me, number five, Ray, oh, this was hard because there's guys who really from Ditka to Dave Casper, even to our boy Ozzie Newsome and the still gathering crazy stats, Jimmy Graham, I wanted to put Jimmy Graham in there, especially. But honestly, for me, I just had to go with our guy, Antonio Gates, because when you look at the stats and you look at the numbers and he's still going, you're like, what? Antonio, Philip Rivers' guy, has put up yeoman stats, and I don't think he's done. You know, I, I, it could, you know, they got his replacement, and then they got rid of him. You know, and he's got over yeah. already over ten thousand yards. So I that's, gotta that's agree. My, I gotta agree. I, I I agree with that. I, I, Witten was the only guy I could potentially put in there. Witten's numbers are just going to be off the charts. But you were never right. really game he's planning. Scared of him. Yeah, yeah. You know, he, he got you a but lot he of first have downs. Eleven thousand yards and the receptions, and you know. That adds You're up. Right. But, no, I still like the, the, the explosiveness of Antonio Gates, especially when he was in five. Definitely, definitely. So we both got him at five. Number four, man, I had to go with the old GOAT, and that's Kellen Winslow. I mean, what we saw, senior, let me say that, but what we saw him do was just 
you know, incredible. Now he's, I guess, what, seven all-time in receptions or whatever or in yards, you know, over 6,000 yards. But this guy was just a hero the most. And him and Dan Fouts, they just never got to that Super Bowl, but it surely was not because of Kellen Winslow. And remember, his stats could have been better if he didn't play with such great great wide receivers over the years like John Jefferson and Wes Chandler and Charlie Joyner. So I like Kellen for yeah, I can't disagree with that. Uh, you know, in an era where the tight end, he and Ozzie Newsom, right, in an era where they didn't really throw to tight ends that much and tight ends weren't considered pass-catching tight ends. I mean, this Jimmy Graham era of, of a, a pass-catching yeah. only tight end, that, that That's didn't exist back then. Yeah, but I agree. Right. I, I got him at 4-2. So the only reason why I have Gronk at 3, and I think he's eventually going to be – two or one is just because the health and you know he's still not done yet but i don't know what this last back injury is going to be. so i had gronk three and i think you had shannon three right yeah i had shannon sharp three i just think gronk has done enough already especially with the super bowl victory and the fact right. that he is the consummate two-way tight end you know, he, he blocks just as well as he catches. And none of those other guys, and, and I think we both agree that Antonio Gates and Witten and Graham and Winslow and even, you know, right. the guy that we, we both but have. But Shannon won. had to sacrifice a lot playing with Baltimore, and he still got three rings and over 10,000 yards. Shannon was, he was a beast. But I think, number one, we both can agree. Just Tony Gonzalez. But and I don't know if Gronk will ever catch him. Do I think he will. Stats? I think Gronk will. I think Gronk will because you know what? Wait, 111 touchdowns, over 15,000 yards, and 1,300 receptions? Now, Gronk's got, what, 64 touchdowns, 64. That's beautiful, but Gronk, Gronk also sacrifices his body in the passing game, in the running game. And even though New England doesn't run the ball consistently, um, best 19 years, Tony. Best Ooh. blocking tight end maybe of all time. And maybe oh, sorry, 17 years. Yeah. Best, he's Next the year, best first ballot Hall of Fame, end. right, Tony? Yeah, Tony, for sure, for sure. The only thing, like I said, the only thing that, that Gronk will do is play the run much better than Tony Gonzalez. So if he That's can get right. his numbers up, and he can go get himself 100 touchdowns, which, you know, he's 68. It's a big deal. Um, if he yeah. can get 30 more touchdowns, he might make a run for, for, for the GOAT at tight end. Right. He won't get 112, I don't think. But if he gets 100, it'll be comparable because of the blocking. But he's got to at least get 100 because Tony got 111 and 1,325 receptions. So either way, that's a good top five. I mean, Tony, Shannon, Gronk, you know, uh, Gates, Winslow and Gates, we loved Ozzie Newsome, part of the Cardiac Kids of Brian Sype. We loved Dave Casper, even Todd Christensen. Remember him? Uh, oh, sure. A lot of great tight ends over the years. You know, a lot, a lot of great tight ends. And, uh, and look, be fair, Jimmy Jimmy Graham is still still doing okay. You know, and his stats are going to be crazy. So, so right, good show. Should be a good sports weekend. Everybody enjoy the Heisman. Hopefully the Knicks beat the Kings tonight in the NBA. We've got Suns-Lakers, so still some good games. And, uh, you know, go out there, have a good weekend. Uh, I enjoyed I saw a Christmas, Christmas party this weekend, which is hilarious. 
Jennifer Aniston and, you know, a whole bunch of other actors, a guy from Silicon Valley. I forget the actress from Saturday Night Live who played Hillary Clinton. She's hilarious. Very funny movie. If you need to release some stress and laugh, go see Christmas Party. It was great. Take All me. right. Have a great sports right. weekend. We'll catch yeah, you on enjoy. Monday. And watch some college hoops. Should be some good games this weekend, too. We'll catch you on Monday.